Hello and welcome to Football on the Rocks. I am Joe Niehoff, your host. Tonight I am joined by the full slate. We have John Merrick back with us after uh, a long break. How are you doing, John? Good. Good to be back with you and Bobby and our uh, guest for the week. Yeah. I think we immediately get smarter when John comes to to talk. Uh, we also have Bobby. Bobby Niehoff, welcome. Thank you. As he struggles to get to the microphone. (laughs) And then we have Caleb. Thank you, Caleb, for joining us. Yeah, of course. Thanks for having me on again. You were a guest last year, and I think, uh, honestly, you're probably going to be a frequented guest. One of these days, maybe we'll make you permanent, but who knows? (laughs) I don't know about that, but (laughs) I'm down to come on every now and then. Yeah, he did. (laughs) Bobby, we said your name, and your reaction was (laughs) impressive. We didn't hear you, but we you didn't say anything, but we definitely heard you. I was uh, I was taking a sip of my beer and just savoring the flavors and stuff, trying to figure out what was going on, and uh, mm-hmm. my brain shorted out. It yep. shorted out. That that's perfect for what we're doing tonight. What we're doing tonight is our mock draft. So highly anticipated. So many viewers and listeners waiting in on our mock draft. <laughs> Uh, but no, seriously, we are going to have some fun with it tonight. So a couple things, uh, PPR league, 12 teams, uh, we're each going to take three teams to get us to our 12. Um, Bobby made sure that none of us had consecutive picks. So he kind of you know, did his random who gets what picks, all that kind of fun stuff to make sure uh, there's no two teams in a row that, uh, that have the same owner. Uh, but we are each getting, like I said, three teams, PPR, 12 teamer. We're going to do a couple of unique things with it. Number one. If somebody has a uh, comment on a said pick, which we'll go into some elaborations with each of our, our decisions on who we're picking what spots. Um, but if somebody wants to say you're an idiot, that was the dumbest pick you could have ever made. Or maybe they say, oh, I would have taken this person here or there instead of that person. They have the ability to make those comments, but we're only going to give them 30 seconds. What are Joe, you doing? Joe, you're an idiot. Let's move on. I'm just explaining, yeah, but that's that's Bobby's moving around his home. All right, so there we go. Uh, Bobby, why don't you tell us all the order, and then we'll get this thing started. I'm outside. I don't have the order in front of me. <laughs> yeah, I will go through the order. First pick, first pick, we have Joe, then Bobby, then Caleb, then me, and then we're back to Caleb, Bobby, me, and Joe with the eighth pick. Ninth pick is Bobby's third, then Joe at ten, me back at 11 and Caleb finishing it at 12. We had so much time for Bobby to do whatever the hell he's doing, but that's okay. All right, I'm going to kick it off. I need to go outside. (laughs) We're just off to a a flying start here. I'm going to go ahead and kick us off and get this thing rolling. So obviously I have the first overall draft pick. I don't think there's too much to debate here, in my opinion. Uh, Jonathan Taylor will be my pick. Um, for a number of reasons, but uh, yes, I think that's a, the, the pretty much consensus this year. He'll be the number one overall player. Maybe the consensus for you. Yeah, well, I don't know that uh, you can have your opinion, but I don't think there's a whole lot of places where he's not going to be the number one overall pick. I mean, I'm the person last year who said he would be the number one overall pick this year, but I think I still have someone else above him. All right. Interesting. Well, I guess we'll find out um, because who's pick number two? 
That would be um, me. Okay, well, we'll find out if uh, your guy's still available, John. When All right, so Jonathan Taylor gone, and which that's the best pick. You got to take him. Um, I'm going to go with the higher upside. If he's healthy all season long, he will be um, probably the best player in fantasy, and that, that is Christian McCaffrey. You took my guy, Bobby. Mm-hmm. The, it's hard the to pass problem on. Is, and, and for those that are debating this, I don't even think it's, like I said, it, it's those two players are, are both should have good seasons, but the injury history just has to scare you away from CMC first overall. It can. Yeah. It doesn't have to. And even in the second spot, it can scare you away a little bit there. Yeah, absolutely. He could, he could go as late as six or seven or even ten in some drafts. Just because because nuts. of that injury question mark. I mean, it, it's the first it's round. You don't want to be wrong, right? If you if you're Caleb, who do you spot, got? Caleb's taking third. Up. Who are you yeah. going with? So with my clear cut one and two gone, um, with the top three pick here, I want someone consistent. I want someone that's going to put up you know fourteen fifteen hundred yards. So I'll take Justin Jefferson. Woo! Wow. Now I don't disagree with the consistency there. I like the idea. It's just you know most um, leagues are running back balanced, and that's kind of crazy. Yeah, with one point PPR, I think Justin Jefferson's a solid, you know, 15, 20 points per game kind of guy. And just, I, I think his volume is going to increase with Kevin O'Connell coming in. Uh, very offensive, um, pass heavy mind. So, anybody have an opinion as to him over, say, Cooper Cup? I mean, I'm pretty happy. My number two guy is still on the board, sitting here at four. Well, with, with Jefferson yeah. and Cup, honestly, I'm, I'm at a, a flip of the coin here. Um, and give me the guy who has the offensive coordinator for the guy that just went off and had the best season ever. You make it sound like he made company. all the decisions for that offense, which he didn't. I mean, the head coach, he, uh, the offensive he coordinator, probably had an influence on it as the offensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> just saying. And I think there might be a little bit of uh, hometown bias on that as well. But yes, I like the pick. Actually, I mean, I don't like it there. All right, John, <laughs> John what fine. are you thinking? Well, this is the easiest pick of the night. You would think having the number one pick would be the easiest, but this is having Cup fall to you at four. That's an automatic pick. He'd be my number two pick overall, so it's easy to take him here. I don't think you have to say anything. He had. I, I don't disagree with Cup or Jefferson at two as well, just because of the tendency for – running backs in general to get injured, let alone the other top running backs besides Jonathan Taylor that are there. Yeah, I think with what we saw at running back last year and how many injuries there were, I'm leaning towards going more heavily wide receiver just to get a guaranteed I feel like you're right. more likely to get kind of a guaranteed return for where you're picking. I exactly. don't want to miss on my first first pick. And I right. think there's more of a separation this year from the top wide receivers to the middle of the pack wide receivers than we've had in the past as well. That's just a different comment to make. Yeah. Um, with pick five here, I think I'm going to keep the wide receiver run on a tear, and we're going to go with Jamar Chase. Ooh, that's a little early for me. Honestly, all of them are a little bit early. I, I don't mind first-round wide receivers. It's just traditionally in what we've seen, I think running he continues... backs are, are going to be – out a little bit faster than normal. So this is an interesting draft to say the least. Yeah. Um, 
So I have my second but, pick here at pick six. Before I make that pick, though, I'm going to let everyone know that I'm drinking a Cedar Robot tonight. Um, that is a, the Lupulin collaboration with friends, uh, that series that I've been doing. This Cedar Robot is done with, uh, with Wooden Robot Brewery out of uh, Charlotte, North Carolina. Um, dry hop pale ale, about 5% alcohol, 5.5. And they actually aged it on some uh, Spanish cedar, which gives it a nice kind of like a woody taste to it as well, which is kind of fun. So th- um, what you're saying, Bobby, is this pick is brought to you by Lupulin. <laughs> it's this pick is brought to you by the good wood that Bobby likes. Yeah, yes. I like it. Precisely. That is exact. John knows what's up. Um, and so with that, here we are looking at running backs again. I, I can't force myself to go wide receiver at this point. Um, and I'm debating between a couple of players, but with him having such a great running back run up until he got injured. I mean, he was your top guy in some instances. He's not much of a pass catcher. He got a little bit more last year. And with, with some uh, other players moving on, I think he is going to have a little bit more of some of those receptions that we're looking for. Um, if you haven't spit it out. <laughs> Jesus. I'm taking Derrick Henry. Thank you. Oh, my God. <laughs> All right. Bobby got Derrick Henry. Uh, I don't think that's a bad pick for the third uh, running back off the list. I think that's a terrible pick. Really? Explain yourself. I, I mean, he's still he's still nursing his foot injury. He's not fully recovered. He's on an offense that lost their best playmakers at wide receiver. And I just I don't see him holding up, and I don't see the upside in PPR to um, just take him. And personally, I like at least one running back better than him. I just don't think it's so far away. I like this other th- guy. I like th- at least three running. Well, backs I should say I like him. two. There, the, he's in a conversation with three at that pick for me. And John, you're next, so you might as well tell us which one you would have picked. All right, I will. I'm gonna pick my number three player overall on the board, Eckler. Yeah, yeah, he was one of them for sure for me. 22 touchdowns over the last eight games. He had over four catches a game. He's just reliable in a fast-paced offense. And he, well, that's you just said it before. Catches in a game, like don't get me wrong. Bobby says that Derrick Henry had some catches or whatever it was last year, more than maybe he was doing before. Eckler is heavily involved in the passing game. And in a full-point PPR, it's a no-brainer to me. Over yeah, and, and Taylor only outscored him by 30 points all year in yeah. the PPR. So. Yep. And don't get me wrong, Taylor had an unbelievable amount of touchdowns, which is what helped him with that. All right, very good. Uh, any other comments there? Great pick. Yeah, I think it was a great pick. With all my right. team number two um, – my opinion, number one, I, I think all the, the wide receivers that should go in the first round have already gone in the first round. With Henry and Eckler now off the board, I'd be really happy in this spot uh, in some leagues that we have collectively together. But I'm taking Dalvin Cook. Uh, I think he's the next guy on the list as far as just overall 
he also is kind of a higher upside guy um, if he stays healthy, which is probably he, – he probably won't play a whole season, so you kind of be prepared for that in general. But let's say he does. Let's say he plays 16 games slate. Maybe he misses one here or there. I mean, he's a top five running back in fantasy football at that play with that many games. Um, so, yeah, I'm excited with that pick. I, I definitely take Dalvin Cook. I thought that's who Bobby was taking at six. I definitely thought there was a chance. Um, I thought, honestly, I thought about it. Um, one thing that actually swayed me against it was with, uh, with running backs like Christian McCaffrey, Derrick Henry, and the next running back that I'm about to take. Um, you don't necessarily need to look at the direct handcuff for that running back, and it frees up a roster position um, to be able to grab somebody else. And so that's part of why I, I lean towards Henry over uh, Eckler and Cook, because with those two, you're going to be looking more so at who's their backup, because I'm going to need to roster them in case something happens. And you're not and that's doing, why that, with, you're with not my doing third, that for Henry? Not so much for him. We didn't see the direct correlation of like one-to-one production or you know one to even 80% production between him and the guy behind him. There wasn't a clear number two behind Henry. There necessarily isn't the same thing with uh, Christian McCaffrey here. And at, uh, at my next pick, pick nine here, same situation, Najee Harris is that pick. Well, he wasn't injured all last year, so there's no way to right. go. But again, who's the guy directly behind him that you're handcuffing with? You're not necessarily going to do that with him like you will with Dalvin Cook and Austin Eckler. Yeah, so I would say, number one, I think the handcuffing strategy is kind of like an old dog kind of thing, right? I think that's, for the most part, if you're banking on handcuffing just because you think it's going to be, like you said, that the players typically behind the person you're handcuffing that's worth handcuffing isn't typically as good in general. I don't know if anybody else agrees with that particular statement, but that's the way I kind of view it. Like, even though Madison had an okay seed, and I'm going over my 30 seconds, so I better stop. Madison was fine in replacement of Dalvin Cook, but he never was going to replace all that anyway. So I might have been better off having a third running back that I liked that was already a starter versus trying to handcuff and waste a pick. Mm-hmm. And – I went over the 30 seconds. But the one other thing I'll say is more often Joe, move you on. Have to Joe, waste don't a pick your own too rules. early <laughs> to handcuff. Okay, go ahead. Uh, oh, it's oh, shit. I didn't even realize that. Bobby, you need to put what's his name in John's spot before we get confused. I have no idea what you're talking about. Uh, Austin Eckler. He is he's there. Drafted. He is there. Like and him. so is Dalvin Cook and so is Nazi Harris. Well, he's not there on my list. Well, refresh your browser. <laughs> Give me a minute. There he is. He's in there now. All right, this is where I, in my personal opinion, I think the draft gets a little bit more difficult at this spot, right? Wow. So, kind of all the the more obvious, so to speak, picks have been made. Now you got to kind of get a little bit. This is where things start to get like, okay, which direction do I want to go? So the direction I'm going to go in with this pick for me, um, I'm going to stick with running back. I think at this spot, I, I hope to get a decent wide receiver on my way back or maybe a, you know, a second running back. But anyway, Joe Mixon is who I'm going to take in this spot. Um, had a pretty decent season last year. It's pretty consistent. Injury concerns aren't really there. 
on an offense that honestly got better and better and better throughout the season. Um, I think if I'm in this spot, I'm not excited about Joe Mixon, but I think he's the next best guy on the list. Yeah, I don't think so, but um, I I would definitely go with somebody else. Um, like DeAndre Swift is someone that I would be looking at at that point. Yeah, and he's like I, I just see higher upside there, and he was way better uh, statistically than Joe Mixon was. No, he wasn't. Season when he got hurt. <laughs> okay. Well. Once again, you guys are just letting an amazing player fall right into my lap. So I'm going to make the easy pick and take Devontae Adams at 11. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I mentioned before I thought that there was really three first-round wide receivers. I have him on the edge. But 11, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think it's just a strategy you want to go with. Yeah, I mean, the argument is that he's going to a worse quarterback, but – Derek Carr made Hunter Renfro a top 10 wide receiver, so I don't see why Devontae Adams can't be a top five again. I love that right there. That was good, John. Thank you. What analysis there. I mean, who who else in the world can find that Devontae Adams is a better wide receiver than Hunter Renfro? I mean, we, we do not know that for sure, but we will find out this year. <laughs> this is also true. It's also true. I do. I like the pick there. I love it. Um, so I'm sitting here at 12, and there's only one guy I really like here, so I'm still debating my second guy. But we'll start things off with uh, Travis Kelsey, I think, um, getting the elite tight end. Um, I, I think he's better than the other tight ends, especially um, Andrews and Pitts. I, I think they tend to be fluky. Um, Andrews had a pretty good season last year, but his stats with uh, Lamar Jackson actually weren't that great. He got most of his points with the backup. Um, with the second pick, we're going to go with Stephon Diggs. I think Diggs is an elite wide receiver. He had a little bit of a down year last year, but I think he'll bounce back. Well, Diggs last year was a borderline first-round pick. Again, yeah. I, just, I don't know about him this year being a, that high up, but it is because of a down year. That doesn't mean he's going to have another down year. And they throw the ball so much in Buffalo, I, I, don't, I don't mind the pick. Yeah, but even a down year was 100 receptions, 1,200 yards, and 10 touchdowns. I think so it's a, a pretty perfect, good, pretty good down year. Agreed. Yeah. I'm just pointing out down year because I know some owners might have had him and you know left a little bit of a sour taste because he's not he wasn't like he was two years ago. But Bobby, I, I got a question if for you. If you're taking him as wide receiver five, like yeah, that's that's accurate. I have a question for Bobby. What? I talked to Bobby the other day on the phone. And I mentioned to him that I got Travis Kelsey like eighth overall. And Bobby's reaction was, he's going to like the third round in mock drafts. And you he, was, he is. Damn so if you do, word. Go, go when Caleb just took him 12. So let's go and do it. some mock drafts. He's been going in the late second, early third round. I yeah, think, maybe if you're mock drafting yeah. at ESPN, he is. Yep. But if, 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 if he's drafted. Mock drafts there, that's what's happening. If he's drafted in the third round, you're to blame too, because you shouldn't let him slide past the second, in my opinion. I, this is the most accurate thing ever. Caleb. No, no, I, I agree 1,000% so with Caleb on this. I think he could have the best season he's ever had. He's got nobody else to take targets away from him. But that means all of the defenders are going to be on They him. already do that. No, they don't because <laughs> yes, they he's do. in Tyreek Hill to spread Bobby, the field. Bobby, he is in this match 100% of the time. It doesn't matter. I, 
I don't think they can double him too often because they added MVS and they have a lot of deep threats. And if you double cover him, you're taking stuff off over the top. It's right. not even that. First of all, you got a great quarterback. But number two, let's say they do double him. A lot of tight ends get most of their points at, in the red zone. So how do you double him? Explain to me how you double him in the red zone. It doesn't you fucking put, matter. Joe, the way you double him, him is you put anyway. two guys on him. That's <laughs> what I'm what I'm saying is what are you gonna put a you're gonna put a five ten cornerback and another and a five seven safety on him? Bobby, what well, if you put three guys on him? Then what would happen? Ooh, that's a strategy. Yeah, I'm just saying There's I think no over that, the top then. Well, I can yeah. guarantee you that he will not be getting past me in any second round in any draft I'm in. A hundred percent. I was going to take him with my next pick, but since he's gone. I will go. I will team up Adams with my next best available running back of DeAndre Swift. Not letting him get back to Bobby. Damn it! I was, I was like, dang, I'm gonna get Najee Harris and DeAndre Swift. This is gonna be a great team to start right away. I think he's one of those guys. If he stays healthy, and if I, I think it's one of those where having Goff, the not kind of top quarterback, helps him, where he's gonna have a lot. of dump off passes that go to Swift. I think we thought more of those would go to the tight end last year, and a lot of those ended up going to Swift. I think that's going to happen again. He had He's had 82 catches his last 18 games. Um, I think there's just high upside for him. I think that's a good point, too, John. I, I, I do still like mixing better over my opinion, but that's my opinion. And right. it brings me to my pick. So I'm in a spot here where – you know, a lot of people that are at this position are like, okay, do I go with the second running back, solidify that, don't have to worry about things, kind of move on? Uh, do I try to go into the wide receiver? Because I'm afraid if I don't get somebody now, what am I going to have coming back to me? And is there too big of a drop-off? My opinion is the running back side is going to have a bigger drop-off than the wide receiver side. So in this particular spot, I'm going to go with what I feel like is the next best running back. And this could be a debate for some people. There's Really two guys, I think, or maybe three players that are kind of in this mix. But for me, it's going to be uh, Aaron Jones with Green Bay. Uh, my opinion right now, with no Devontae Adams, um, I think that the offense, again, is Duncan Rogers. Aaron Rodgers is going to throw the ball, but a, a lot of it is going to be centered around Aaron Jones. So I like him in this spot. All right. I, I can't debate it too much, but. In games where uh, Adams didn't play, Aaron Jones didn't see actually a ton, ton of work in comparison to games when he was in the, it, on the field. Um, obviously, we have a bigger sample size one way versus the other, but I don't know that his targets are necessarily going to increase significantly. Well, it's not about his targets increasing significantly. I'm saying it's the centering around him in the offense. Now, they have a second running back there that could be considered a starting running back, depending on deep your league is, in uh, A.J. Dillon. But, again, I still just think out of my options that are available, this particular pick, I'm going to go with that team, a second running back, and then, and then check out my wide receivers on the way back. Yeah. I, I'm not going to debate you on that one. Well, it's your pick. You're up. Um, so with, yeah, with my next pick here, I am going to implement a, a strange, not often utilized strategy, um, where I'm going to actually stack my bye weeks with a player commiserate with talent and where he should be drafted. Um, I'm not 
going to reach hopefully not too much. I mean, I don't think it is at least. Um, this this is actually a player who I think can be one of the top um, 10 running backs this next season. Uh, he's got the talent. He's got everything else going for him, especially youth being one of them. And he has the same bye week as Najee Harris in week nine. That's Javante Williams. You're making the mistake um, so, I made last year, Bobby. So within that, I have both of my picks uh, so far with a week nine by, meaning my running backs are going to be Najee Harris and Javante Williams every single week except for week nine. So I'm going to have the strongest possible, at least running back duo, barring injury and, and whatnot, as often as I possibly can. Yeah, not a lot of comments there from anybody. <laughs> um, I guess I'm not the biggest Javante Williams fan. Uh, they re-signed Melvin Gordon, and uh, I, I think Javante Williams is pretty capped right now. I think that's uh, I think his ceiling isn't as high as people think it is this year. That, that, I'm kind of with you. My opinion is I think there's other running backs that are going to be more heavily involved than him. Not to say that he's not. He's just – I mean, what's the max number of carries he's going to get in a week? Like 16 because he's got to share them with – Javante Williams is a top 12 running back. Who wants to take that bet? I will I will take that bet with you, Bobby. Well, is he allowed? Should we just make him a permanent member and now his bets count? No, that's going to get way too complicated. Oh, I, I thought it was like a side bet. I didn't realize. John, no, no. Per, you can absolutely you have it as a side bet. But I, John, Bobby, I'll, 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 I'll take that bet. I'll take All the right. over. Okay. I learned one thing last year. Always take the over because someone's going to get injured. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, Bye. and that, that person who's going to get injured is the ghost of Melvin Gordon. Hey, he just keeps staying around and screwing up all of your fantasy plans. Fantasy zombie. There you go. Whether you have him or you don't have him, he screws up all of your plans. All right, Joe, you're up again. All right, next pick for me, uh, this is the Dalvin Cook team. Um, this one is again. I think we're. I'm still kind of in that debate. Do I go with the two running back approach, uh, or do I take a wide receiver here and and kind of dig in on that and see what we got? So, in this particular pick, I'm going to go with the the opposite strategy. And I think here I'm debating between a few different wide receivers. Um, the one I'm going to go with in this particular situation, and this is some people may view this as a little bit of a stretch. Um, I don't know that he's necessarily the fifth or sixth best wide receiver. Uh, I think he absolutely has the ability to be, but my pick here is CeeDee Lamb. I like the pick. With Amari Cooper out, no longer in Dallas, um, obviously he'll be he'll be another focal point, but uh, I don't think he have a chance to be. Yeah, and Gallup, he has a chance to be a, a – definitely a chance to be a top ten wide receiver. Um, I don't know if that's even a debate for most people these days, but – I do like him there for that team. Yeah, nice. I like the pick. It's the first pick I agree with, Joe. Thanks. Thanks, John. John, you're up. The Austin Eckler team. All right, I'm up, and right now I'm drinking a grapefruit high noon. It's the flavor you drink when all the other flavors are gone. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's very accurate. And I'm going to draft the running back when all the other running backs I like are gone, and I'm going to take Fournette. 
I like it. I think we saw 60 pounds. (laughs) We saw the production last year. I think with Brady back, there's going to be another high scoring offense. And I think he's on a one year deal. So another kind of prove it deal. I think he'll be hungry and I mean, (laughs) yeah, literally hungry. (laughs) Hungry. So hungry. (laughs) Maybe. He's the last of the running backs that I really like. Yeah. yeah, and I do like him. I think he's he was in the conversation for me with the Aaron Aaron Jones pick, um, so he was there. It, it was it was really for me between him and uh, Jones for that next running back off the board. Nice. All right. Who's um, new uh, new face and a new place here in uh, in my next pick. I'm going to go with Tyreek Hill. Um, you're not going to pay that guy all that money and bring him in in a trade like that and not just absolutely feed him the ball as much as you can. Um, apparently him and uh, and Tua are like hanging out at 2 a.m. at each other's houses and stuff. And if we learned anything about people hanging out early mornings between Cooper Cup and, uh, and Matthew Stafford, apparently there's some kind of connection made there. So I'm going to go with Tyreek Hill. The difference Tua. is, is – it's 2 a.m. in Miami, and a lot of careers have been ended at 2 a.m. in Miami. <laughs> <laughs> or in Minnesota on the love boat, as uh, oh, we all know. Yeah. But, yeah, that, that I was too. just going to say, Bobby, I think it's a little different. <laughs> a little different dynamic. Yeah. I, I mean, we had this – you rewind to 2004 and say the same thing for Randy Moss in Oakland. Sure. Yeah, yeah. All, all right. right, so with this Jamar Chase team um, – Normally, I don't like stacking wide receivers. I'm the kind of guy that likes to go heavy running back, but I'm not seeing any guys that are sticking out, and I think the guy we can get next round will probably still be there. So we're going to go with another wide receiver in Debo Samuel. Um, I think he his dual threat, although he claims he doesn't want to be, um, I still think they'll use him that way, and I think he'll he'll have a lot of volume. So I made a comment on one of our previous podcasts about where I think this – I don't – until uh, I'm staying away from a lot of San Francisco players, me personally, um, I think he could be as if he does anything near what he did last year, you just made a great pick. Okay. He's a, you know, a top 10 wide receiver in that particular situation and, and can do really well if he stays healthy. Um, I just think with the question marks around, the, is he going to be traded? Is he not going to be traded? The question mark at quarterback, what's really going to happen there? I think those things will have an effect on his overall ability. But that was just me. Anybody else with a comment? And who's next? Yeah. I'm up next. I have kind of the guaranteed production with Cup. So I think I can go a little bit risky with the second pick and go with um, former top two pick with Barkley. I thought that's who you're going to say as soon as you started talking. I don't think it's a bad pick. He just needs to stay healthy, similar to CMC. Right. Yeah, I think the only thing that scares me with Barkley is we saw his production just when he was healthy. It wasn't at that peak like we saw before. But was maybe with another year and all that extra time to heal, he's back to who he was. I I think the comparison is Dalvin Cook's second year where he was coming off of the injury and he really just didn't have production in the second year. And then his third year, he really took off. So his second year back from injury is when Cook really took off. So that's what I'm looking for for Barkley. He still kind of had the nagging injury. 
last year. So I think this year he'll be back to full strength. And yeah, right. But but you're also getting him at extreme value if he has anywhere near the type of season that we know he's capable of, right? Yeah. I mean, last year, last year the comment was he was a sixth or seventh overall draft pick, and it was like, have you seen his legs? <laughs> I was just that's why, right? You know, so I don't know. I think that's a good pick. Right. Um, Caleb with the Justin Jefferson team. So my next few picks are probably going to be some reaches. Um, obviously, I'm only on the clock for one, so we're going to go with the second tight end off the board. We're going to go with Kyle Pitts. I think he Woo! takes a big step forward this year with um, his only competition being a rookie. Um, I think that Mariota will try and prove himself and throw the ball a lot, and Pitts is that safety blanket plus red zone threat. I disdain Kyle Pitts. I was going to say, Bob, you love Kyle Pitts. So I want to hear your thoughts on this pick. I hated him last year, and I hate him again this year because of where he's being taken. I, there's no way that he returns that value. Well, Bobby sees Travis Kelsey as a third-round tight end, so I can understand. <laughs> I do not see Kelsey as a third-round tight end. The consensus of... People ESPN. on ESPN idiots see him as a third round pick. So I'm just saying you can get Kelsey in the second or third round. Bobby literally just called some of our listeners idiots. No, I'm That's talking okay. about people mock drafting on ESPN. Got Those it. people. Yeah. <laughs> Those people. Yeah. Um, so <clears throat> I'm going to take the July, the month of July discount on this player who. Once we figure out things, he has a court date. Deshaun Watson? Um, no. <laughs> he has a court date starting on uh, August 1st to clear some things up. And this will either look like the dumbest pick ever or just be the steal of all steals in Alvin Kamara. Um, who knows what's going to happen with his court stuff coming like I said, it's going to start. That's on August first. So if you're drafted beforehand, you probably find Kamara later on. But uh, I see him shooting up draft boards when we, once we get some clarity on the legal side of things and uh, what his suspension may or may not look like here. I don't think it's a bad pick, uh, especially because you have what you hope to be Christian a- McCaffrey. Yeah. The, the regular CMC. I think the problem, like in my spot, so like where I was, had you not taken him, Bobby, I probably would have gone running back, running back with one of them being Kamara. Right. right. And that's why I had to take him now. Yeah. So that would have been a good strategy for the guy because here in this particular Regardless, case, if, if things go the way that it looks like they will, uh, Alvin Kamara may miss six games. Yeah. Uh, so that means I still have. 10 games, including like playoff games, 11 games potentially with Christian McCaffrey and Alvin Kamara, as long as they're all healthy the, and, the and not committing thing, more crimes. The hardest thing about that pick in general is he is a second round pick for you. And now you almost have, you don't have to, but if you don't go with a everyday starting running back with your third round pick in that spot, so in the second overall spot, you're really in trouble. Yep come back to the other round so yep you'll see what happens next round yes i guess i will uh and i might actually open up some doors for you so i'm in a debate here i think there's some good value on a couple players um at this spot because we we did take a stretch in what i think Pitts was most definitely a stretch uh and then kamara i think uh, in my opinion i think kamara is more valued around the third round pick 
uh, maybe even a fourth round pick, but, but that's just me. Um, so I'm going to go here. Uh, I, Joe, I agree with you that he is a better value at four, but he won't be there. Yeah, I agree. Yep. Um, I'm going to take the first player. I'm gonna t- let's go with, let's go with a little, a guy with a little bit of a, a consistency over the years and, arguably the greatest quarterback that ever lived as his quarterback. So we're going to take Mike Evans. I like that. I think I really like that. I think especially with the unknowns, with the health of uh, Mr. Goddard or Godwin, Godwin, um, I I think he's going to burst out those seams at the beginning of the season. And I mean, has he had a season with less than like 1300 yards or like at least a thousand yards? I think he's had a thousand yards at least in every year he's played. Yeah, I think we had that conversation last year. Yeah, I think yes. I made a bet that he he wouldn't make over a thousand yards or something like that. And I, a couple he, years ago, we made a bet, and uh, he made it on the last game by like six yards. But he made it. I know. I remember. He's had ten seasons of over a thousand yards. Very That's nice. good, right? Caleb, is that good? <laughs> I know it's it's pretty decent. <laughs> All right, that wraps up rounds one and two. Overall, I feel like it was a pretty good success. My biggest thing I thought was pretty funny, Bobby just does not believe Travis Kelsey's a first-round draft pick. I never said Third that. Third round all day. I never said that. <laughs> oh, come on. You're taking me out of context. At the yeah. time that we were talking, the ADP of Kelsey was in the third round. There's no. no way, but that's okay. Don't worry, we'll just edit in where Bobby said that, so we'll just play the – Go back to that. Yeah, we'll play the – no, no, Look, we'll he's a third rounder. I'll, I'll that, play that portion. But okay, you, you can go all day. That I don't believe that Kyle – that um, Travis Kelsey is a first-round pick. He will very likely be a first or early second-round mm-hmm. pick in most every draft. the show, like, on repeat a couple times, so he can hear it when he listens and back. And he thinks Eric Henry is the third – running back that's in a, in a ppr john key key in a ppr overall i think some teams have uh, formed up pretty good i know bobby just loves jefferson pitts team yeah no i don't <laughs> i know you love jefferson do you think he's gonna be pitts, better than cup so does caleb Pitts apparently. is terrible mm-hmm. we'll see how that ends up but and anyway uh, in in relation to his draft pick Sure. The equity that you have to put into him is not worth it. I wonder if you think in the next round, if he was, he'd be worth it at round three. But counterpoint, he might be the most talented person on that offense. The valid point. We'll see. All right, that's enough for us tonight. Hope you enjoyed this first of our three segmented mock drafts. Be sure to listen to all three. They're going to re- be released around the same time. We hope you enjoyed it. That's it. Bye.